Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Deepika Chopra. My passion, calling, and job is really all about blending together holistic practices with real evidence-based science to help people around the world cultivate more optimism, success, and resiliency. You won't want to miss this new podcast as you'll get to hear from elite athletes, recording artists, couples, and maybe even my toddler. So if you're into arming yourself with some new practical happiness tools, join me on Mondays for your morning optimism dose. Oh, and don't forget, things are looking up. Let's talk about dating for a minute. Okay. I feel like it's just become such a time suck. Not that I'm on any apps, but I just know from my single friends that they're just like swiping all day and they're not getting serious. Okay. I miss the days when it was like, let's hop on a phone call and let's meet and not like, oh, he looks hot, like hands along hot. Like I miss when I used to like write profiles for my mom and be like, I love my daughters and you like to read like you guys need to match. That's where you find people who put actual effort into their dating lives and they don't just waste your time. They're called adults. You're adults. You're over the games. You're ready for something real. You want to tell someone if you actually like them. You don't want to play games, you know, and that's why you need match. Okay. You deserve real men and real women who know how to take care of themselves and other things like plants and dogs. And they have nice sheets and they can make you dinner. Okay. And have lentil pasta in their cupboard and like know how to buy you the right oat milk. Okay. That's what you need in your freaking life right now. Not somebody who won't text you back. Not somebody who will swipe left because of a photo. Do you know what I mean? Dating games were great. And maybe a little fun. But dating as a fully formed, emotionally mature human, that's on a whole other level. Okay. So download the match app today and you can message your top matches for free. Match adults date better. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. You're so you're the actual best. And okay, for everyone, we're just going to get right into it because Jared Lipscomb was in the courtroom for Britney's trial hearing. And he I mean, he's you guys know he's our man on the ground as he (laughs) he's our self-proclaimed man on the ground. My whole family is obsessed with you. 
my followers are obsessed with you. My mom loves it whenever she sees you like when you were going like to the free Britney protests and stuff like my mom would see your stories being like, I'm a man on the ground. I'm not skinny. Enough. My mom would crack up and made her so happy. And she's like, wait, is he really? She thought it was for real. Like I hired you and like. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I just fully decided. I like DM'd you and I was like, oh, man, I'm going in. Like I'm your man on the ground. And then I just started calling everyone not skinny, but not fatters. And <laughs> now <laughs> I've just made myself your personal Britney Spears man on the ground. Well, I love it. And I feel like I was, you know, I even told you like always loved Britney, always obsessed. And so late in the game to really understand what the conservatorship is. I even had a flashback this morning that maybe it was two years ago. I was still having trouble pronouncing conservatorship. Like, <laughs> I feel like I took like an hour to be like conservatorship. Like it was it, it's a it's not a word you like learn in school. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. It was it was pretty hard for me or I'm a fucking dumbass. But you really enlightened me, we did. I think this will be our third podcast together. We did two. We did a Britney, Free Britney Part One, Part Two. And when we did that, which by the way, you guys should go back and listen to it. Like, I'm sorry, all the fucking specials out there, not to toot our own horns or more like <laughs> your horn. You basically covered everything. Like, so you know what? Let's start. You were in the courtroom, which is, you know, most important. We got a verdict. We have so much hope, but I want to start from yes. the beginning because. What do you think about all these documentaries coming out? Mm. We had the FX that was also on Hulu, presented by the New York Times, two-parter. We had CNN, Netflix. I'm torn because on one hand, we did hear... I liked... You know me. Like, Remember our first deep dives? I always told you, you were like, listen, there's so many conspiracy theories you would say to me. But you're, but you're like, let's stay with the facts. Like, let's stay with what we know. And that's what I like. So I'm listening to Britney's voice, which is the recording we heard when she made the, the statement to the, to the judge. And she said, I want the world to know. I don't want this to be a hush-hush secret. So should we be looking at all these documentaries in a positive way? Because now the world knows. You know, I think the documentaries are a complex issue just because it does what is that balance is a fine line between exploitation of Britney's past traumas and then also informing because like you said, you were late to this game because just because you didn't know and you were a fan of Britney Spears. So there is benefit to, to these documentaries being shown to a population who's not familiar with the absolute insanity. I mean, like Britney's room being bugged by her father, you know, all these insane things that are verified and fact-checked by a credible source like New York Times. When you start getting to like the CNN specials and like the 45-minute specials, that's where it gets a little murky because they will grab kind of, you know, any screenshot, any video footage and just kind of piece together. So those are a little less, you know, powerful. But I will say out of like the documentaries that we just got bombarded with, the only one to be mentioned in court by Britney's attorney was the New York Times documentary and the New York Times piece. So to me, I feel like out of all of those, Britney would probably appreciate that one the most because of the whistleblower, you know, Alex Blazov, the guy from the security company who said, who revealed all the deep, dark secrets so that's the only one that's being used in court case. So that to me makes me feel like very com- confident knowing that Brittany is aware of at least that documentary and supports that one because she's allowing her lawyer to use it in, in her defense, you know? 
I got a bunch of DMs. Not that, you know, my followers hunches mean anything. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, that's not, but I'm saying it doesn't. But obviously it stuck with me. A lot of people didn't trust that guy. The Alex guy from the security company. People had a weird feeling. They were like, should we trust him? Should we not trust him? Oh, What's interesting. The deal? Yeah. Did you trust him right off the bat? Like seeing his interviews? I did only because I know the uh, amount of source verification that the New York Times has to go through to mm. be able to vet a source. Mm. So for me, that was enough. And also it aligns with a lot of what Britney was saying. And it also aligns with some of the weird things like how did Britney, you know, when Britney wanted to remove herself back in 2009 and they were able to intercept all these types of things that were happening, it kind of just is like, well, it makes a little bit of sense. Also, I, I know we kind of say in the Free Britney movement and everyone's like, stay vigilant, don't trust anyone, but you have to trust somebody. You know what I mean? I know. I was saying this to, you know, my mom or something, like trying to explain to her, like, she has no one that she can trust like you know the Netflix special the thing that I found the most shocking and the other thing that's kind of annoying about these documentaries and all of them coming out at the same time aside from obviously the exploitation and even Sam her boyfriend put up like who is this benefiting was that the Rolling Stone journalist met her Mm -hmm. in the bathroom which allegedly Sam Lufty and Adnan like (laughs) helped set up you know and gave her the court documents to sign that she wants a petition to hire her own uh, attorney because she was so unhappy with Sam Ingham. And it also opened my eyes, I think, for the first time to a what fucking like movie is that? Like that's a film, right? I mean, a thriller, an espionage thriller. Yeah, like thinking of Britney, like that I was like a legit picturing the whole thing. Britney... In the, in the Soho house, not Soho house, what was that? The Beverly Hills the Hotel? Oh, the montage. Mm-hmm. It's like sitting in the pool. The girl walks by, eyes her. They meet in the bathroom. She signs. But to me, it was also like so innocent almost because she got a no the first time. So like, why did they think anything would be different the yeah. second time? That's the thing. This whole thing is so crazy. And I think, again, the deep dives that we did and you telling me, Amanda, She's under this conservatorship. She has no you know, power to do anything yet. She's working and she's making millions and millions of dollars. I think it took me some time to comprehend like how big of a deal just that is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when they showed us that what a conservatorship is, we see like a grandma, like 103 years old being fed pudding, like can't eat her pudding. <laughs> yes. Like that's literally who should be conserved versus Absolutely. like an international pop star that may or may not have like had some, you know, mental health stuff, had some substance abuse stuff. Well, I will say in court yesterday, they did refer to her mental health status. Her her attorney said, you know, having her father stay on would affect her mental health. They referenced the psychiatrist that she sees saying that the psychiatrist agrees that it would uh, damage her mental health. And then Jamie Spears' attorney had the audacity to offhandedly refer to Britney as a mentally disabled adult, which has been kind of their you know, that's been their shtick. And that's been kind of their, I mean, obviously it's murky because they, the files that we see now, they're marking dementia. Then in the documents, it's all about drug testing and like she's an addict and needs to be controlled from outside influences, but that doesn't go with the dementia diagnosis. And now we have, you know, like now his, his attorney is claiming in court the day that he's getting suspended, that she's a mentally disabled adult. It's just too much. You know, we know that she's got a mental health issue, but clearly 
nothing that that warrants this kind of control. I mean, no one deserves this kind of control, even a prisoner. <laughs> so was this all greed? Do you think, Jared? Do you think this was all her father, who we know already, was not even in her fucking life, was in and out, was an alcoholic, wasn't really present. She didn't have like a great relationship with him. Was this all because her father wanted to get a hold of her money? I mean, it. the more it goes on, the stronger it appears that way. I mean, how? what else can it be? Why would he fight so tooth and nail to stay on? He, in court yesterday, they, his own attorney said, my client has not spoken to Miss Spears in several months. How can someone who doesn't even communicate with the conservatee insist on having full financial control? And that's what's so mind-boggling is he was so accepting to say, okay, I don't have to be personal conservator because he knew he had that system in place. He had the security guards giving her the envelopes of drugs. He was changing her dosages. She couldn't refuse anything. You know, there's a lot of murkiness about the conservatorship, but the Netflix documentary cleared it up with the conservatorship specialist who said, a, a conservative cannot refuse medication. That's a total myth to think, you know, like there's this thing like, oh, well, she's, you know, she just can't stop taking the medication she's prescribed. And I think he just got greedier and greedier. And I think he was obviously, you know, aided by these, these other greedy people who were just doing nothing. I mean, talk about passive income. You're putting Britney Spears out there making $80 million in a three-month tour and you get, you know, and she gets 0.0001% of that a month. So it's just absolutely, I think it turned into greed. I mean, it's wild to think, I think like for people, it's so easy to say, you know, why didn't she just say something or why didn't she do anything or why didn't she, you know, refuse to, to, but she even said, you know, that when she refused to do domination, you know, they sent her away right yep. after that. And they would threaten her about the kids. But again, like, it is so evil. Like from mm -hmm. what we know, there is no other way to look at this than like evil greed, you know, because the facts are the facts. Like you said to me a hundred times, she's able to work like a crazy person, way more than a mm -hmm. regular person, you know, works. She's able to make fuck ton of money. How is she fucking under this strictest conservatorship ever, you know, can't drive her car. Like, I don't think devastating. it's so devastating because like as much as like we're seeing opti optimistic like future right now, he ruined her life so far. You know what I mean? He ruined Absolutely. 15 years almost of the life of like just a gem of of our nation and <laughs> such a special person that nobody ever had anything bad to say about. She's just a kind, sweet person. And your her own father ruins her life. And I really hope that he's, you know, she even said, she said, ma'am, they should be in jail for what they did to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, I'm a freaking genius because I came like a drinking expert. So now I get to partner with like alcohol brands. Yeah, plan. No, I wish I planned things in life. It actually wasn't planned. It's just that now that I'm a mom, I need to drink every night. So and then I like sharing with you guys like what I've been drinking. So new drink, Oza, created in 2019, is legit a can of mimosa. You're welcome. How freaking amazing. It was created after the founder and his friends made a giant mess trying to make mimosas on a bumpy boat, which like, excuse me, can I be on a freaking boat? Well, not bumpy, but whatever. And he was like, there needs to be a better option and decided to create the world's first canned mimosa. Oza is available in 
four flavors. So classic orange, mango, cranberry, and peach bellini. My fave are the classic orange and peach bellini because I'm a basic bee who loves to brunch. So I'm used to it and I like, you know, my routine. So, you know, love the classic orange, love the bellinis. Unlike hard seltzers or other ready to drink cocktails, Oza is made with premium sparkling wine and a hundred percent real fruit juice, which contains 80% less sugar and 60% fewer calories than traditional mimosas. Thank you. We're all models. So you're not sacrificing the incredible taste you know and love. You're just feeling a bit better about drinking for yet another day. So you guys should check out Oza. So good. You're going to love it. Who needs to go out to brunch when you have canned mimosas, honestly? So go to try Oza. That's try com and use code not skinny at checkout to get $5 off your first purchase. Visit tryoza.com to get your Oza Mimosa straight to your door today. So tell us what happened in court. How did it feel <laughs> to be like the man on the ground? How did you even get in? What did you do? You know, well, we are uh, a locked and loaded free Britney community. We have access, not like secret access or anything, but like we just have, you know, I mean, people are, we've got people who are lawyers. We've got people who know how court work. We have media people. So I just got an email from one of the people saying, can you be our representative? You know, with my history of uh, recovering from cancer, it's not always best for me to be outside in the sun. So like, this Mm. is perfect. You can go sit inside, be in the air conditioning. And you obviously are deeply invested. So, um, go on in and yeah, I mean, it's just a little email you fill out and then I got approved and got assigned a a seat and it was just like, Oh my God. And of course your brain starts racing. Like, is Brittany going to show up? Is this going to be the day? Cause you know, it was a huge, huge thing. Uh, The father wanted to terminate the conservatorship. So, and it was crazy to sit there. And when they started, first of all, the most disgusting thing is the check-in at the beginning. I mean, Amanda, I have this page of notes is just everyone checking in. And it's a yellow legal pad that I just showed Amanda and it's full of names. I mean, it probably took 20 minutes just to check in all the attorneys, uh, you know, because a lot of them were virtual. And it just made you realize Every time she said another name and they would say, present your honor, uh, representing James Spears, you know, representing. And then I realized everyone was there on Britney's fucking dime yet again. Oh. And that was the first like kickoff was just like, holy shit, why do you need all of these attorneys here? And Lynn Spears was on the call. She only sp- said, yes, your honor, I'm here. James, Jamie was there. He said, yes, yeah, your honor, I'm here. His, well, he's just, his voice just radiates. It just, it was like, it was truly wild experience just to even hear his voice in there. And then right away, Judge Penny said, Vivian, that's uh, James's attorney, um, Vivian, you go first. And I was like, oh no. Cause we've already been worried that this judge is corrupt. You know, her son's been speaking out cause her son's very well known. He's a co-creator of insecure on HBO with uh, Issa Rae. Oh, wow. So we were already, con- you know, people get very nervous when you hear like Hollywood connections, especially like how deep does this go? Um, you know, I don't think this, I think Britney Spears' situation is not like a Hollywood problem. I think it's like her fucked up family, family yeah. and the weird religious woman, Lou Taylor, who came in that we talked about in a previous podcast and kind of brought Jamie in. Anyways, the point is all these people are here in court and it's just, and then she lets Vivian go first and Vivian's just like, you know, they had about 15 things to cover and she was like, your honor. And she's such a little bitch, such a little, just, I mean, anyone who can work with that much evil yeah. has to be horrible person. Right. And she's like, your honor, everything would be moot if we just terminate the conservatorship today. 
And we're all kind of like, what? What? Exactly. And so she just carries on and she was like, it's Britney's wishes. We all, no one contested it. And then she tries to dig at uh, Britney's attorney being like, Mr. Rosengart hasn't appealed to file her termination. This is what Britney's mentioned that she wants. I mean, it was so insane. It felt like it was Britney's attorney almost, you know, being like, what is going oh, like, on? Like, oh my God, I feel like this is gaslighting. Like, oh, you want to no, terminate I wrote it? down my note. I wrote down Vivian is a gaslighter. Oh my to the God, court. that's so crazy. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, you should have said you wanted to terminate. It was so that's wild. So, I am fucking shook. No, it was so wild. And then oh, when she said she wanted to, so let's do it. What do they think? We're fucking he dumb. Said, she said, termination is our first priority. Grant it today. We can streamline all the other problems, eliminate any other needs for any other additional conservators. And then I wrote gaslighting Rosengart. They want to save their own ass. That's what they fucking well, want to do. And then she said she wants a mandatory settlement. And she said she didn't say it like in a dramatic way. She says and this will include uh, mediation and or a mandatory settlement. And this will minimize the expense of everyone involved. All of a sudden now, now that Britney Spears is on a work strike, Vivian Thoreen, James Spears's lawyers, is concerned about money. I'm so. fucking shook. Do you, does it sound like to you like James got scared because truth came fucking out and he's like, let's end this shit now so that That's like... exactly what happened to Amanda or Commanda, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this story is insane. Okay, so the, the Vivian says that and and what happens next? So then Rosengart stands up and he Wait, is, is he just, so hot? Is he so hot? He is so hot. Yeah. I mean, especially after hearing him speak. And I know we were kind of like a lot of people were tepid about him and not sure, you know, because like lawyers are lawyers, whatever. But you could really feel his prosecutor side. And I don't care about lawyers. My sister's a lawyer, but I don't know much about it. But I do know prosecutors have this like desire for justice, you know, and like you could just sense that in him. And so he got up and said, Yes, we both agree the conservatorship should be terminated promptly this fall. And he says, but why we are here today is to suspend James Spears. He said something very odd is going on here. And, and then we were all like looking around. Oh, by the way, I was sat next to Andrew Gallery from the <gasps> Netflix documentary, right next to him. And Rachel Lindsay from The Bachelorette or Bachelor really? was reporting. She reports for some uh, thing. Extra so crazy courtroom uh, <laughs> set up anyway. So we're all like looking around, like, what is he going to say? And then he just says, he was like, after the unfathomable news from the New York Times. And he says, we've had a whistleblower. You know, he brings all this up. And then Vivian basically goes into like this court. She, you know, he, he just says, we, we can't suspend after everything we hear. He kept saying this too. He says, Britney Spears cannot wake up tomorrow with her father still as a conservatorship. It is a detriment to her mental health. This is when he, you know, addressed her mental health. And then he references the people who've agreed with him, including Jody Montgomery, who is the conservator of her person, who's right. been the temporary conservator since James had to step down because of the whole kid situation. And then he brought up, he says, I, oh, it was so iconic, Amanda. Oh my God. He says, now I'm not familiar as much as all of you, Miss Thoreen, as the, you know, the probate court with conservatorships, but is there a precedent for, for a conservatorship of a conservatee with a, you know, however many million dollar estate, asset estate to have a restraining order against not just a, an a anonymous third party, but the child of the conservatee, is there precedent for that? You could wow. hear a 
pin drop. So of course Vivian gets in and Vivian just attacks and she attacks Rosengart. She's like, yeah, you don't know, you know, just little digs. Not, I mean, I'm making everything sound so much bigger because you're, it's so quiet and you're just so hyper-focused on every little syllable and detail. But she's basically attacking him being like, yeah, you don't really know the court. You, you know, you're, you're a stranger to the court. This is her big argument is, Everyone, like if we brought in new conservators, which happened yesterday, it's a stranger to the court, to the to the honored court, to the esteemed court. It's a stranger. How can we trust this person? And his argument was basically, how can we not compared to who we have had running this show? And then Vivian has the audacity to say, yes, she says, James Spears has managed Britney's personal and professional life for 13 years pristinely and without any flaws or mistakes. And of course, Rosengart says he, he rebuttals. And this was another poignant moment. The man is poignant. I got to say this and he's passionate and he's poignant. And his rebuttal is this. He says, your honor, I have noticed two words that have not been mentioned from the conservators side. And he goes, I don't care. She can attack me all she wants. I can take it. He said that, oh God, chills down my spine. He says, you're not going to attack my clients. And we're also forgetting two words, best interest. And everyone, again, I mean, every time he spoke, it was like, and he knew, you know, he's like a prosecutor. He would turn around to us in the gallery, like we were the jury, you know, like he would would do these things that were just so pro and she just can't keep up. You know, she, I don't know who she is as an attorney, but she's just kind of like a, an object. I agree. Disagree. This is his, you know, she, she was starting to spiral so bad. It was so hilarious. And then she was like, well, we do, we do care. You know, she chimes and we do care about what's in the, in the conservatives best interest. Also interesting to note, Rosengart kept saying Britney Spears, my client, Britney Spears, while they kept dehumanizing her, referring to her as the conservatee, which I think is just an wow. interesting, you know, tidbit. Because I think that Rosengart was trying to show like at the end of the day, you know, the people that really need a conservatorship, like to have a conservator that worries about their best interests and it's so evident obviously that it's the opposite of fucking that and they're it's so the opposite of that that they're not even able to fake it and say like all we care about is Britney because they fucking don't and even when they say it their only argument is we had to do it to protect her from outside influences and manipulators and people that want to take advantage of her like if that was the only concern then you wouldn't have made her life a living hell. If that was your only concern, then you would be like, okay, Brittany, we're just going to, you know, keep you away from the bad guys. You wouldn't let her not drive. You wouldn't let make her take pills. You wouldn't force her to work. Like you wouldn't do all that shit. So that's exactly. fucking bullshit. Wait, so Brittany didn't come up on, on, on video or phone or anything. She didn't. She wasn't there. He was speaking on his behalf, on her behalf. He said in the court, he spoke to her just this morning. He was texting with her during it, which was also iconic to be like when they were deciding the next date and like, you know, tapping away on his phone to just knowing it's Britney Spears as a super fan. I was like, this is so surreal. Yeah. But yeah, it was basically a volume back and forth between her, his attorney and, and, and they were both present physically. Uh, no, only interesting enough. Only the people, there was one attorney present for Lynn Spears. Although most of Lynn's attorneys Wait, were remote. Why is Lynn connected to this? 
she's just an interested party at this point. So apparently they say her, she is paying her own lawyer bills. Sorry, I misspoke when I said that all the lawyers were paid by Brittany. Lynn is allegedly paying her own lawyer bills. I guess that Rodan and Fields money is covering that or something. I'm not sure. Wait, but is she, do we know? Like, do we know if she's a good guy or a bad guy? We don't. And there is a lot of um, back and forth with the fans, like inner movement to be like, do we support Lynn? Do we not support Lynn? I don't think we do because I think Brittany would have made us aware that she- I think yeah I mean my my thoughts always have said and now that Britney spoke and have always gone back to Britney what Britney has said not a right. caption in an Instagram right. post not a post because we can't she trust said that. my family she said my, my family. family and she didn't ma- say an if and or a but she said Mm-mm. my fucking family and I'm yeah. with you I'm, I'm going by what Britney is saying Dear women everywhere, let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with body quality. Body quality means size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size and with no difference in price because we deserve it. And our sisters, moms, and friends do too. Did you ever wish you could just shop with your friends? Old Navy heard you. They made every size from double zero to 28 available in every store with no special sections. How annoying is it to go shopping with your friends who are a different size than you? And they're like, oh, here's my size. Great. Cool beans. And you're like, oh, mine isn't here. Maybe it's in the back. Oh, let me ask somebody that works in the store. No, now you can find every freaking size. Yes, finally. Have you ever seen something that you loved and thought it was straight up rude that it wasn't even made in your size? Old Navy heard you. Every one of their women's styles is now made in the full size range. Thank you. Body quality means that now in every Old Navy store, you're going to see new mannequins in multiple sizes. And online, you can see the styles you love on models in sizes 4, 12, and 18. Models that look like you, that look like me. And, you know, freaking finally. That's bod equality, you guys. A revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. See oldnavy.com slash bod equality for additional details. Styles subject to availability. I have a question. I just put it up that um, this morning is Project Rose Rosengart. You know, I, I mean, I thought about this a lot, obviously. And our girl, she has always been cryptic and she's loved to send us messages even back in the website days. You know, we would go to her blog and read her letters of truth. So I do believe she's cryptic in her Instagrams. The only thing with the Project Rose is she started posting about that in September of 2020. And I just don't think at that point, I mean, think about where we were in September of 2020. It was before she had admitted to like, accepting the free Britney movement help. It was before Rosengart was even an option. I mean, this was... Wait, are we sure? That's the thing. Are we sure that it was before Rosengart was on her radar? We're not... No, absolutely, Amanda. It could absolutely be something like that, that they've been working on under the... that. And that is, again, we will have to just have confirmation from Britney herself. Yeah. It would be amazing if it was. It would be so powerful and what a story for her to tell. Right, because that, that I feel like just that would make the most sense because obviously we thought that it might be a Netflix special, but we, you know, because it was like red, people were like, oh, Netflix, not that. You know, the, the Netflix documentary and I think the New York Times were using roses and I'm like, don't try to fucking take Britney's thing and like yeah. put roses in the background and try to be like, it's Britney approved. Like, you don't know. No. Because I mean, not that we're going to discuss her social media, but after the first part of the New York Times came out, she wrote the whole post about how she hates it. Yeah. But like, 
again, it goes and back to... And then it was to, changed about 10, 10 minutes later. And it was changed and it was, are you even... I know I always see you commenting on her posts and like yeah. you still keep it up. But like, what are the what are the percentages? I feel like at this point, I'm kind of like 99.9 that it's not her on her Instagram because I just think that the only time we see her her for real is on like Sam's Instagram. Did and you see her and Sam go live? Did you see I that saw what clip? you put up? I saw yeah. what you put up. Yeah. So, so that to me was really telling that it almost looked like she was like, What's I mean, a lot of people said this, so maybe it's like me thinking what they told me, but they were like, it's so weird. She doesn't even know like where live is on the screen and stuff. And it made me think of someone who like, hasn't really had a lot of access to Instagram. Yeah. So I just feel like, but then you're like, wait, but there have been times when she did post. So then yeah. my kind of decision with myself to like not spin is like maybe she did manage to get on, you know, a few times. And it was really her like when she put up the story of her in a bikini being like, you guys, it's gotten so much better. Remember when she put up that story? Yeah, she's yeah, like, exactly. She's like, things are going so much better. Like that was legit. But so many I had to like stop trying to, you know, decode. The, my mindset, and this is this will be helpful for anyone who's trying to find something out, because you know a lot of people want to be a part of this movement, and anyone who is hashtag free Britney has been a part of this movement. And I'll get to uh, her attorney what he said about the free Britney movement, was which was really kind. But um, anyone who wants to be a part of it, think about what's actively going to help Britney in the in the moment. You know, analyzing her posts isn't going to help her. If you want to do it for fun, obviously you report on celebrity gossip, report away, but you're not going to get a definite answer until you know, termination is filed on November 12th. And we know that she's got full control. And it might happen even starting today, now that her father's out completely suspended. She Wait, might have- do full- we know, because you mentioned before. Okay, so let's put a label on it. James Spears is fucking gone. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Stella, we have been talking about something happening for in Britney's favor for so oh my long. God. And like the thing that had happened, I think that I was not the only one to cry tears of joy and get so emotional because this is her number one. I feel like even for her, does she want out of the conservatorship 100%? But her number one was to get him the fuck out. And it was almost like a prison that you thought she could never escape from. But we got we. I'm not going to take any credit. She got got out. I'm so fucking happy that this man is going to be away. Like a court decided this isn't some TMZ article. This Mm -mm. isn't fake news. A court decided he is terminated immediatamente. They put in an accountant as a conservator of her estate, which mm-hmm. is fine. Accountant equals money. And uh, Jody Montgomery is still the uh, conservator of her person. Question, do we know? Do we like? Like, I feel like she has a good relationship with Jamie, I feel like, from what I understood. Uh, so maybe we Court don't. yesterday has proven that the relationship between Jody and Britney's dad has deteriorated. Oh, and great. That's good. Jody is completely on board with Rosengart. She gave she gave a testimony sworn under uh, you know, perjury or whatever, uh, saying that it is in best interest for Britney to not be under the control of her father. And I think Jody was scared. She dropped her case for trying to get security. Remember, she wanted a $40,000 security detail because she felt unsafe from us free Britney, free Britney movement coming to get her. <laughs> and uh, she dropped that. She dropped all the ridiculous stuff. And she was, and then Vivian even tried to argue with uh, that Jody, who, by the way, is a court appointed like conservatorship specialist, is not an expert in her field. 
she's like, ma'am, Jody's not an expert. And the judge kept having to correct Vivian just to point out just how stupid this woman is and how desperately they were trying to not get him suspended. They wanted to do anything. And Rosengart brought it up to circle back to the court of why they didn't want, why they wanted to terminate. He said, Rosengart said, if we terminate now, all everything is closed and sealed. How do we see? We need to have a tr- an orderly transition, which I know forensic accounting could take care of it, but they really do need to follow some sort of precedent to be sure that Britney is set up and not fucked by the end of this whole thing. You know mm. what I mean? Because I see, if like, they're we saying, need to prepare for it also, like with the funds and everything. Yeah. And I think she'll be prepared for life on her own because I mean, she's a celebrity. No, no celebrity lives alone at this point. You know, they, they have chefs, they do all that stuff. And so, I mean, I think she's already going to, you know, we'll, we'll speculate on that later, but anyways, it was just, God, I've lost my train of thought. I'm just excited. But wait, did the judge decide on the spot? Like how did you say it? Yes. So after they were arguing, they went back and forth four times. He said, your honor, the last thing I would say is my abusive, cruel, and toxic. That is what my client has said of her father, the conservator. Wow. And of course, I'm like, you're toxic. I'm slipping under. And then she <laughs> said, I've made my decision. I've made my decision. And my heart sunk. And Commanda, I have to tell you, I was ready to go. I was ready to go to fucking jail. I was ready to go in contempt of court and like take one for the team because my... Because she was like asking Rosengart, like pursuant to all these like probate laws. She's like, well, isn't the suspension, couldn't you file the suspension based on 5160J versus 5450 that you're mentioning, you know? And he's like, yes, you're, it's so such bullshit too. He's like, yes, you're high honorable. You're so right. I should have used that coding. And so she's kind of a know-it-all, but she basically agreed with her own advice and was like, well, pursuant to code 5650J <laughs> that I just mentioned, I have, you know, like I have to suspend Jamie Spears. And I was like, oh, I mean, I was getting ready to be like, I literally had it like scripted on my thing to what? be right. Like, you are corrupt. Like, investigate Judge Penny. Like, I had no, like my little script. Jared, no, you were not going to do that. Oh, bi- absolutely Bible I was. Absolutely. Dead I'm not working see. right now. What else do I have to do going on? <laughs> You're like, take me away. <laughs> I am dead. Because Did it happen like... Because it sounds like it wasn't a dramatic moment. It just kind of like happened. Or was it, it like, just the happened. court will now decide? Or was it no, random? It just I just happened. She's like, she's just like, I had, a, I made my decision. And then she was like, uh, I agree. I agree with the suspension and with the, I, and the, uh, can I approve that? She's like, can I approve the tem- temporary conservator today? And then his lawyer was right there. Zabel's attorney was there. And verified that they could, you know, take over right then and there. Ah, and then I can't. I'm like, I, I, I'm so fucking happy. Oh my god! And you should have seen the courtroom. What, Everyone, what happened? Press. You know, we had the press running to the doors to be the first one, the exclusive that in there. You know, you have the shitty places like the Blast and reputable places like CNN, and they're all just like clamoring to get to the door to get the first one. And of course, the bailiff people won't like you know let people out or whatever, so. They have to wait a but few minutes. But were you guys like, screaming like everyone inside? Was there like noise and, and excitement? And it cheering? was like an audible gas. But, you know, you have to be very, everyone Respectful. didn't want to, no one wanted to get kicked out because like we wanted to see like, is anything happening next? Yeah. 
And what you could hear, which is so great, is the Free Britney fans walking around the courthouse chanting Free Britney, investigate Lou Taylor, jail Jamie Spears, like those kinds of things. You can hear it from the courtroom because it's on the wall, like an end building. And it's like a gorgeous little park area in downtown L.A. And so they walked around there and all of a sudden you just hear. And it was just it's just one of those things. You're just like, holy shit. And they don't know quite yet, like the good news. So you're just like, you know, I wanted to rip my phone out and open it and just be like, you guys, it happened. It's so it was how just, many hours were you in there? I got there, you know, it started at 1.30 and I was out by, I would say four. I did stay till very close to the bitter end because then they started to do the second half was just financial fees, which again is just so annoying. Samuel Ingham chimes in, you know, her court appointed attorney. For some reason, he Why was is there. He there? Let me tell you, he chimed in because one of the 15 things on the docket, I need my fees paid for the past three years. <gasps> Uh, Lobe and Lobe, which I can't remember who they are. What a turd Sam Ingham is. Oh my God, such a turd. Lobe and Lobe gets on the line. I can't remember who they even, how they're even affiliated with any of this, if they're a financial institution or another attorney. And they get on and say, uh, we're missing 80% of our payment. And someone gets on and says, says we, don't accuse, we don't appreciate being accused of not paying on time. And then they're like, I'm not accusing you. Like, it was so much inner fighting about the money between all of these people that were all on Team Con that you could just feel the cracks of the ship, the conservatorship, just busting apart and starting to sink. It was, I mean, it was joyful. We were smiling. I mean, we were, everyone in court, and every time Vivian got on, everyone's head cocked over, every sigh, gasped, let out. I mean, it was just, even Judge Penny was like, what are you objecting to now? At one point, Rosengart, she, she objected to something ridiculous. You know, she, she, oh, she wanted a continuance after the suspension. She needed a 30 day continuance for some bullshit. And at one point, Matthew got up and said, this is disrespectful. And Judge Penny, you know, she, she's, she's pretty loose with uh, Jamie's team. And she was like, don't interrupt her, Mr. Rosengart. And then she was like, yeah, you are disrespecting the court. Like, don't, don't be like this, Vivian. Like, you have to accept the, the verdict that I gave. And her, her attitude, Vivian's was like, how are we going to get three years of documents to, you know, and she's like, so you're telling me I have to hand over documents for the past 13 years? Like, like this is all new news to her. It was so wild. Like, if she's truly, she went from being like the most gaslighty best yeah. attorney to being like the worst attorney, just being like, Ugh. his daddy loves his little girl. Like, it was just so bad. It was so bad. Wait, so- I have a question though. I don't know if this is, if this was just like TMZ, but didn't Jamie come out a few weeks ago or a month ago where he was like, you know, I'll step down if it's the best for Britney. So were they trying to, to, to get that revert? Like, did they come in? Was Vivian trying to fight for him to stay on? Well, so what Matthew Rosengart was basically getting at was when he said why Jamie needed to be suspended today is because Jamie obviously was a detriment to Britney's health, mental health, and hurting her as she explained. So their plan was to, if, if the conservatorship were terminated yesterday, it would not be able to, first of all, he's, he, Rosengart said to Judge Penny, you won't be able to terminate today. You know you won't be able to terminate today. Just mm. how can you terminate a 13-year conservatorship right. without any plan in place? Right. So what that means is everything would stay the same. And Matthew said that. He says, nothing would change. I would leave here and I would not have done my due diligence for my mm. client, Brittany Jean Spears, who has said since 2008 that all she wants is her father to not be conservator. Right, so he- Or he, conservator. 
he wasn't trying to get the whole thing. He was like, let's take this win and we're going to work on the on the next step. Because if it was terminate the conservatorship, they'd set another court date for fucking exactly. six months from now and nothing would happen. But my question, Jared, was more like, do you remember when the articles came out and Jamie said, I want to, you know, I will step down. Like if it's yeah. not. Oh, yes. Before he actually admitted, like before he filed anything. Oh, wait. So was yesterday's court date based on his filing or based on Rosengart's filing? It was originally uh, a Rosengart filing. And then sometime in between the TMZ press that Jamie would eventually step down. Yeah. Um, right. And, they, and Rosengart's filing to suspend Jamie. Yeah. They did that crazy 180 where everyone's like, what the fuck? They right. just filed to terminate the entire conservatorship. Oh, they but, wanted to terminate the entire thing. I see. Right. Yeah. Including all, you know, everything just be as it is. So, you know, if any money was missing, you know, it's as it is. We're all, we're That's, all, the okay. books are signed and sealed, delivered. And they were, I think they were really hoping that Judge Penny would kind of like side with, you know, okay. the other judge was obviously corrupt. The one prior to her was very corrupt. The one asking about ticket sales in Las Vegas. What was her name? Uh, Reva Getz is her last name. Ticket sales. So how are ticket sales doing? What the fuck? Yeah, interesting. Interesting that a conserva- uh, conservatorship <laughs> judge is so curious about ticket sales. I can't sales. get out of my mind the uh, California conservatorship video that's like conservatorships. And you literally see a 107-year-old in a nursing home getting fed pudding. And then your brain flashes to Brittany being like you know, on the fucking stage in Vegas and your brain flashes to the judge being like, so how much money? And everyone's splitting the fucking cash. And it's just insanity. And whatever she was going through before, nothing hurt her more, you know, and I'm speaking on behalf of her, but I feel pretty confident saying this than this conservatorship. Like, you know, we spoke about in our first deep dive, you were telling me shit. I didn't know that she had postpartum depression, that, you know, she had the two kids in such a short period of time, then went through the divorce. And, you know, allegedly Kevin was unfaithful and and her aunt just died and all the mm-hmm. shit she was going through. Like, yeah, she wasn't doing so great. Fucking yeah, she wasn't. But I what breaks me is the harm that this conservatorship did like and moreover, what we need to realize more than like, oh, did this affect her mental health? For sure. Is she not who she used to be because of it? For sure. But let's look at it from the other angle. How strong is that motherfucking bitch? Thank you. Thank because you, Amanda. I don't see another person being able to withstand what she has and be able to perform, like be alive. Okay. Be yeah. alive. Like sustain a life, have a boyfriend, like look great, you know, like say what you want to say. your kids, your children. Like she is amazing. She's so strong. Another person would have not been able to handle this because this is a story that is like so wild. It's going to go down in the fucking history books and we're just going to look back and say how strong was Brittany that she got through it, that she persevered, that she stood at her ground and that she fought for her freedom. And, and you know what? And, and, and the free Britney fans are so amazing. Tell me what Rosengard said. 
Well, it was so sweet at the end because, you know, we, we, no one wants to take full credit for the movement. Like even when you go up to speak and it's like, who can speak? And everyone's kind of looking around from the free Britney <laughs> movement because we're all united. And of course I'm a big talker. So I always get voted to go up front and, <laughs> and speak, you know, because I'll just talk to anybody. But um, so it was so sweet. So he came through and of course I was speaking and then the securities come through to let him up to the, to the podium with the press and the fans and everyone. And the a reporter, I think it was Zuri Hall from, uh, I don't know where she's from, but it was uh, one of the girls in the audience said, what do you think of the free Britney movement and the fans? Do you have any thanks for them to get for Britney to come this far? And, you know, he turned to kind of all of us and looked around and said, you know, with, I am so appreciative of these, this movement. Britney is so appreciative of this movement. And he said the sweetest thing basically of like, I'm so grateful that you've welcomed me in and I am honored to take the baton from you and pass it to the finish line and, and finish it to the, or take it through to the finish line. And we were just like, Oh my God. And, and hearing him in court, you know, there's no, I, there's no need to worry about him. I know people are just like, he is fighting for Britney Spears's rights. Watch his press conference after uh, the, the yesterday's hearing. If you want to hear more of how he speaks about Britney so passionately, there's just nothing to worry about with him. And that makes me really excited. Finally, because Another thing that was so important to her, and this is another thing that we see because of the, the twice that she tried to, you know, hire her own counsel. She was so unhappy with Jamie, right? Worst person alive. She was fucking really unhappy with Samuel fucking Ingham. <laughs> and only, you know, it takes me some time to not be naive and understand things that I realized maybe it was the Netflix special that pointed out he made so much fucking money off of her like $3 million. Of -hmm. course, he doesn't want the conservatorship to like be over or to be replaced. Like he could just keep on showing up, doing nothing for his client, not working hard and and making money. And you know what? This all smells so fishy, so corrupt. And like, we don't like we we, we love to conspire. But about this, we want to stick to the facts. But it just I really hope that we get to the bottom of this, of every single person involved that had a hand in, in doing this injustice. So what does Rosengard say about termination? When is that planned for? So November 12th, they say he's got a plan in place for termination. He says, I, he says, your honor, if you agree to suspend today, I've already, and this was in his opening, like, you know, in his defense arguments against Vivian Thoreen, he says, we still want to terminate within 30 to 45 days. I would look at a day at the end of October or November, mid-November, your honor, if I could please come up with a plan, we can put a temporary conservator in place, continue Jody on as a contemporary conservator. And she went back to her chambers, checked her calendar uh, there was a little issue with some dates and they agreed on November 12th. Of course, one random fucking attorney from like a lobe and lobe or something <laughs> representing God knows who was like, oh, I, I think I'm going to be. Out. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to be about to make any. And Rosengart, just to prove how iconic is stood up and goes, with all due respect, I'm sure you can send an associate. This matter is about, you know, is about my cons- is far more important than the fees being paid. And it was the first time. Britney has been prioritized in court, you know, over money. So it just felt so good. And, um, my God, I just get chills when I read it. So November 14th, Jared? I said, well, wait, it's November 12th. Sorry. Did I say November 14th? Oh my God. I'm getting the dates. so wild is like, you said, this is the first time she's being prioritized. And then your mind goes, 
this is the first time Britney fucking Spears. Like we always think celebrities, famous people, rich people, you know, would get priority. And here's a prime example of getting majorly screwed over and hurt by family, the system and everything and getting no leverage or any any perks because of her being a celebrity. Like nothing. Speaking of her as if she's a piece of shit when she's Britney fucking Spears. So how would they treat a normal person? How would they treat like a fucking, you know, grandma in the nursing home? It just breaks my heart. But let's focus on the positive because you know what, Jared? You're the fucking best. And you really taught me and my listeners so much about the movement. And obviously he was on the fucking Netflix special. Was it Netflix or New York Times? I think I was on the New York Times. The New York Times, yeah. The The New York Times. You were on the legit one. Um, he was there from the beginning, literally with everything you go through and you have a lot on your plate. He has time to fucking champion for, you know, Britney fucking Spears. So you're amazing. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for being my man on the ground. And oh, yes, you know, we're going to circle back in November. But also, yeah. I want to tell everyone you have your own podcast now. That's Yes, I do. Uh, back on air with Jared Lipscomb. I focus on second chances. So right now I am focusing on some Britney. If you want more like very specific details, we Mm -hmm. get into like the nitty gritty kind of stuff. Some some might say boring, but you know, I try to keep it fun. But yes, you can check out that podcast. Thank you for that little plug. Of course, (laughs) you are really the best. You are a light in our lives. You are our man on the ground. And I can't thank you enough for what you do for Britney and what you've done to educate us all and teach me how to say conservatorship. <laughs> and I hope we, we never are... fucking have to say that word again. I mean, hopefully after November 12th, I really need to double check this date now because I have both written that written down. I think they were arguing back and forth which one it was. So in my notes, I have both written down. But anyways, um, yes. So the termination is coming and people, oh, I will say this really quick. I know we have to go, but people are curious if the termination will happen that exact day. Mm. He did say the judge, he did say, if your honor is prepared to sign off on the documents. And obviously he was like, we have a plan in place. And she agreed to that. She seemingly agreed to that. So there is still that thing. But the other tidbit that's very spicy is both the co-conservators, Jody and the new one that was just placed, they are set to expire December 31st of this year. So anyway. So even no, if- no, today or yesterday, they said, or sorry, not yesterday, the co- the day of court, they decided that they would no longer be, they would just put them till the 31st. So even if nothing happens on the termination day, right. it is looking like by January 1, 2022, Brittany will be fully free. Now, of course, the fans want free by 40, which is her birthday, December 2nd. So that's what we're hoping for. But it's it's going to happen, Amanda. So thank you, it's everyone who happen. shares free Britney. We're in this together. And really, I want to say, like, you know, props to Rosengard and but really props to the free Britney movement because it's it truly became a national matter. And, you know, in the media where everyone's eyes are on it because of the free Britney movement. And that's our that's our world today. That's the power. Social mm-hmm. media is powerful. Hashtags are powerful. The voices of many, many people are powerful. And at the end of the day, it brought light to what was going on for so long. And it kind of started snowballing the fucking beginning of the end of this. And I'm so happy because, like I said, we did two deep dives. You guys check them out. And 
I was learning about this from Jared, but I was also like wanting to be hopeful, but it seemed so helpless. Like everything was just against our beautiful fucking torso, perfect torsoed breadth. And I can't wait to have her back with us and see what's next for her um, mm. in the world. And it doesn't look so fucking far away. So again, thank you, Jared. Everyone go listen to Jared's podcast. Follow him on Instagram. He's a light in our lives. He's our man on the ground. Free Brittany. Thank you, Jared. I love you Free so much. Brittany. Love you. Free Brittany. Bye, baby. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.